Baker's woman. Mm. What, what was that picture you sent me? I think it was some type of uh, roll. It's a fruit roll. Let's call it a fruit roll. It, it's a <laughs> it's uh, baked bread with uh, what did I put in it? Apricots and raisins. Oh, with an orange glaze on top. Whoa. Yeah, with the cinnamon, cinnamon and the flavor in the in the bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just I mean, throw it, you just throw it down over there. Well, you that's for the people who I live with who don't care about their dietary supplements each day. So, oh, so you won't be eating any of that? Uh, more than likely, no. It, it, it almost looks too sweet for me, but that's okay. You know what? Oh no, that's okay no. because I also made a fruit crumble or crisp, as we say, uh-huh. with the oatmeal on the top, and the, I mean, you know, the the. the sweetened oatmeal on the top and the fruit it's a mixed berry um yeah and um my daughter has found her way to that i did it in a nice cast iron skillet so it's a nice crisp and uh she's found her way towards it and has decided that no one else really needs to be eating that that i will ask for a piece of later on this evening if she would be so kind to let me have to to let you share in some yeah, but it's the works of my hands to keep me out of trouble. Hallelujah. But keep you in good grace. That's what I like to think. Keep you in good grace. We're going to be talking about preparing the Black family, living as the target today. And I think that we all are aware of where we are in this Corona come up moment. Um, there are still some issues and concerns around uh, and having haven't dissipated or even disappeared around uh, equality and justice for all, all including everything living and being on this face of the earth. Um, I know oftentimes we get caught up in only looking at the scope of life for Black people in the United States of America, but what we are experiencing is a cross-country pandemic. I mean, it is the, it is the pandemic. You know, it is it is hunting season for blacks. Um, you got people like um, Attorney Ben Crump who have, you know, coined it. You know, as just saying, it's a legalized genocide of colored people. An open season, right? It's an open season. That's what he says. And so, in his book, in his book, he talks about that on the book. Um, no, he didn't pay us for that either. But we've read. I've read the book and. Uh, Ms. Veronica over there has the book too. So I, I, I just want us to really um, get into some real core understanding of what we need to do as a Black community, uh, Black families, um, preparing our families. Um, and I say this living, living as a target in a twofold understanding. Living as a target for someone who wants to cause harm but living as the target, as the people who people want to strive to become. See, I don't want I don't want people to misunderstand that black families have been idolized, mm. uh, hated by some, 
but majority of those that hate us only hate us because they idolize all that we exist in and all that we've been able to it, it absorb and still be resilient in the in the end result right so that challenges people's ideology on who is in fact in the inferior bracket right finances don't really dictate that in the black community it's your resilience it's your ability to bounce back it's our ability to come back even stronger than we went down in the game right so we have this we have this idolized way that people look at us um and so we are we're a target right we're a target for how we look on outer appearance we're a target on how we cook right, right. you know it, I, I, you know, I may give some prudence to, you know, Italian food and Chinese food, but for the most part, I don't know too many people that try to copy other cultures to try to copy any of those, like they try to copy that fried chicken, mm-hmm. or like they try to copy the Southern styles of, of food and, and eating. Um, and only reason why it is unhealthy or has been an unhealthy practice in the household is because we consume too much of it. Like, let's just be honest. It's not, it's not just the ingredients. You know, you can live in with many of the ingredients, but on you, you have to be modest with it. Right. And we don't be modest with it. Let's just get that, that pan of rolls. If we're not careful, literally in the day, those will be gone. Mm-hmm. But if you knew that you were only allowed to consume one a day, then they would last you for six days, you know, for six or seven days. And so unfortunately, that's where we really fall short is because it is so good and it is so great and it is at our fingertips and it is something that we can do without thinking, you know, ultimately too many times after that, then we we consume a lot of it. So, you know, in understanding that we are a target, um, I want to look at um, the highlighting that aspect, you know, for the good things. Uh, financially, you know, we've been able to make ends meet, doggone it. Um, by hook or crook, is that what they say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been able to make ends meet, right? And we offered up the conversation of borrowing sugar um, and, and borrowing eggs from our neighbors. Other cultures, you know, look, look down upon that. I think we're one of the few cultures that still uh, believe in take-homes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, ain't, we ain't leaving that for the garbage. What, what is that? No, but, every, you know, you go to a restaurant, it's shunned upon in certain cultures to, to take home a, a dog, a quote-unquote doggy bag, which is how they label it to make you even feel potentially even worse, right, for taking it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's for the dog. Nah, that's what you do. No, that's food that I paid for and still has life expectancy in my body you know and so that's where we're going with that so what do you what what are we doing in your space or what do you see that we need to be doing to prepare um the black family uh living as a target well i i think one of the things you you have to do is to see yourself as the victor and not the victim um because i think the outside wants us wants to paint a certain picture and you have to have a mentality that, uh, which goes along with resiliency, that you will rise above no matter what is thrown at you. Now, that doesn't mean that you just go out there willy-nilly. That doesn't mean that you aren't prepared. And some stuff you just can't, you cannot prepare yourself for. No, you, no yeah. how much education, no much how much prayer and supplication you do. You just, you get blindsided by some of the foolishness that others want to inflict upon you and your family 
but I think that that it's key that we we operate from a, a sense of victor, not victim. Um, and that's not to say that we do not observe injustices. It's just to say that these things will not determine us or mm-hmm. deter us. And I think that's really key because um, it's easy to cry or it's easy to have kind of mob mentality that, you know, what, what we all running for, I don't know, everybody else is running. But to, to say that we acknowledge that the system is uh, one-sided. Mm-hmm. And we acknowledge that, I should say not the system, but systems are mm-hmm. one-sided. Yep. In that, it doesn't mean that we just go hand in hat or hat in hand, um, or we just begging, you know, uh, Mr. Boss to give us a chance, but we are finding ways to get around, to work around the system, the very system that's set up against us. And so, yeah. um, for our demise, that's set up. Right. To, for, right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 not go in there um, believing the hype of things like pull yourself up by the bootstrap or mm-hmm. everybody has a chance. Now, I do believe you have a chance. It's just sometimes you got to work a little bit harder to get to the very things that are given to other people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. knowing how the system works, being open to the fact that there are differences. I mean, like, you just, you have to open the can of worms and then go fishing with them. I just, I feel like if you, if you approach it from a point of view that despite these things, because our history shows, despite these um, very clear yeah. practices that are put in place to hold us back, we still rise above it. Yeah. You know, what's the mentality, you know, though? I mean, like I, I think about being in school and uh, when I would come back to my dormitory, my roommate happened to be black. I was on a predominantly white campus and we get in the room and it's be like, look, outside we do we play your game, but in our room it's what we want. It's mm-hmm. you know we it's our space to let down to say whatever we want. And there used to be this one goofy little white boy that he wasn't little, he's a big white boy. He used to come past our room all the time, and we would say whatever we wanted to say. And he's like, oh, you guys can't say that. Like, look, our room, our rules. If you don't, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like you have to have those kind of parameters around you so that you aren't constantly feeling tired or bombarded because it's a lot of work it is it's a lot of work to wear the mask yes and to not and to not try to show all the frustration that you experience just to get to the next space Mm -hmm. right it is a challenge um i I shared with you this week one of my mentees um i he at this age I, i just consider him a little brother right but he started off a student Right. He started off a student in the program. He started off an intern in the program. And he posted a picture of him um, with a gun, uh-huh. with a gun, with the one with a scope on it, you know. And I mean, the, the, the picture itself was so, so the norm for what you would see if he were to ever get into any challenges uh-huh. and the media wanted to pull a pit. That would be the picture they uh-huh. would put up. Right disregarding the character of this young very intelligent very bright very very loving young black boy like literally like to know him is to know if he was you you literally would not have realized but he he 
right? He's an actor. Mm -hmm. He works behind film. But that's not what they would have taken into account. They would have taken this thuggish mentality and opposed it on this young black boy because of that one picture. Mm -hmm. And so what I did, I then in turn invited him, listen, I actually don't want you to take it down right now because I want everybody who's liked it, everybody who hasn't commented about it, and in and in, in the whether it be an affirmative or otherwise, an affirmative was the likes, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people are drawn by. You know, how many likes can you get by a picture? In fact, he even says, I keep, I put pictures up and then if it doesn't get a certain amount of likes, I take them down, mm -hmm. right? And that's, and I'm like, wow, you know, and, and that is the generation of the black family now, right? And I think all of our listeners who are not aware of that, you need to be aware of that. And this, um, this pandemic that we just went through literally has super ignited the the interest of people wanting to be liked mm -hmm. or wanting to be um, validated by some means of social media, right? So I expressed to him, you know, the problem with that picture wasn't the fact that he knew the meaning behind the picture, the fact that he likes weapons he likes guns and he was you know in a set and this was movie fixing you know they were getting ready and they were doing no not of that right but i wanted him to be able to see that if should he get in any type of problem anything right or if he wanted to go for anything that wasn't a problem but was just positive they were going to pull that picture mm -hmm. and they were going to hold him accountable to that picture based on their perception of what people like that who post pictures like that are typically like right we get into the conversation a lot about my, my nephew you know and his hair right you know and it's a challenge for me to get him to understand that yes i get that you are not your hair in the sense of the way people's perception but right now you are at a position to where you are responsible to the people who put food in your mouth mm -hmm. that's your daddy that's your mom right and there is a element of under of calmness they need to be able to have in providing that and if they feel that at any point you making decisions that might oppose or might cause controversy they should be dissolving that that's their job that's that, that you know there's a number of other things they have to worry about like you going out and jogging around the block and getting killed yeah they got to worry about that now right right that's you know versus dealing with the fact that you have long very curly hair i mean very very good hair but it's long mm -hmm. and and that is seen as a thuggish threat for a lot of people right a lot of the, a lot of people that we should not be concerned with but unfortunately we have to be aware of right you know so that th those are things that i just feel like we want our families our black families to be honest and earnest enough to address um in in the moment because we're living in a different time this is not this is this is a different time in the sense of the year but it's it's the same time in the sense of the hate you know it's right. it's 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 just as equally prevalent as it was when they pulled a black man in LA out of a truck and they commenced to beating his ass mm -hmm. same time right, right. <laughs> we, you know they they killing them now right there was the only way we were able to capture that was through helicopter you know, camera. Otherwise, we wouldn't have seen any of that. You know, um, 
so yeah, I I I see, and and I should add to this off camera. You know, what is it that we are doing to prepare the black family? To live as a as a target off camera too, on camera and off camera, because right. we're on camera all the time. Right. Not that we have social media. You're literally on camera. Everything, everything that I post, everything that we talk about on this on this platform, whether we choose to go any further than this platform or not, will be held against us in the court of viewer um, viewer discretion or viewer viewer assumption or viewer judgment. You know, and and we and I think we both have honestly owned that. Mm-hmm. You know, and said, "Hey, it it is my room. <laughs> this right. is my room, right? You know? And this is this is this is the, and this is who I really am. When you don't get the when you get to see me outside of my makeup or mm-hmm. outside of me wearing my mask, mm-hmm. um, this is this is what you get, right? This is what's underneath that mask. You know that you don't that you may have missed." I, I want to throw in just, I know we're about to close up, but I want no, to. No, we're not. Uh, uh, a few days ago, right after uh, we began to be aware of the controversy around uh, running while black, uh, one of my friends posted having to explain to her son, hate. Mm. And I thought about that and I said, while it's necessary, it always seems so unfair Mm -hmm. that if you are operating from a sense of love, and I mean that in the truest, truest form, if you're operating from a sense of love, that's the focus. We're teaching our our children and hopefully they're influencing and impacting their friends and people around them you know, that the very things that we demonstrate come out of a point of love. But when you have to sit down and explain to your child hate mm-hmm. you, and, and the forms of hate that they can they may experience or that other people around them, it's very, that's very difficult and it is unfair because yeah. it means we're off our quote unquote game. You know, mm-hmm. if you're playing the game of offense and all of a sudden somebody throws something in and you have to take a defensive you know, measure, it, it throws off your game plan, that, you know. Um, and, and to me, that it, it also forces our young people, our families, but I mean, I mean, we're talking to young people then, it forces them out of a certain level of, of innocence that was rightly there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that part bothers me a lot. You know, um, when we talk about things like the hair, my my neighbor decided to, uh, you know, he's he's seven, don't know, seventeen, yeah, and he decided to dye his hair this bright copper blonde. And I am not lying. When I saw him on Facetime, I I thought he had joined a boy band. You know, figure <laughs> out what had happened to this child, right? Okay. He is big in nature. Um, oh, I know who we're talking you're talking about. Talking about yes. And when I saw that, I, I like I was stunned. They had told me he dyed his hair, but I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. I literally said, "I get in a boy band." I know that might not have been the thing to say at the time. <laughs> the conversation I had with him was, 
while we all like the freedom to express ourselves and to be creative and try different things and you know while you're on lockdown you don't think anything of it i'll just dye my hair yet he was going out to apply for a job that ah. the same day and what i wanted him to see was there's nothing wrong with the expression however what we have when we walk out is the first impression yeah and people can rightly or wrongly decide your fate based on what you yeah. look like yep and then i wanted him to understand that until we have either ownership of the game or we change the game itself where we no longer are worried about the other people and we you know operate com completely you know what we're currently dealing with and that's right. that we can be safe in that that's the same we're operating outside of their you know their reality until mm -hmm. then we have to play along with their game their rules until we can change and that's and that's a scary frustrating part you are absolutely right that's frustrating that we feel like we have to compromise mm -hmm. our culture more than what we've all we've lost our language we've mm -hmm. lost we can't we can't speak it you know other other cultures have been able to come and you know assimilate you right. know we we didn't we didn't get that and so it is becoming a repeat of what you know i just don't think my nephew should be experiencing what i experienced and i should not have experienced what my grandmother's grandparents had experienced you know and so we're perpetuating that so when it it is a struggle to think that we're still living in a racist driven country why one because we talked about it systems mm -hmm. right systems have been have been structured to give this um inequality you know um a, a strength right and then the other is the constant practice of that you know right. you would think that no one was still teaching their children how to hate mm -hmm. and and, and I, I i saw something else that was very promising in a conversation in front of black families is this woman said listen to my white friends i don't need you to just talk about how cute and handsome my child is now i need you to teach your child how not to who have to when they raise up you know that they won't kill my child right mm -hmm. that something to that effect you right. know, sure but it was in that sense that you have to understand that we have to have all the grown people in the in the space right we have to stop giving okays to back up to practices that harm humans mm -hmm. like not black humans not white humans but harms humans and right. until we give that real honest response then um, then we are always forced to beware mm -hmm. you know and to be weary you know it is it it is it is discouraging when i go to some of my uh friends who are of other cultures right and i don't see them having conversations like this mm -hmm. you know it is it is hurt you know but, and then of course it doesn't stop me from asking right it probably puts them in the situation well i just didn't really feel like i needed to talk about it well you know what you're right you probably didn't feel like you needed to mm -hmm. but there's something that causes where you are accountable because of what you know to be true. Mm -hmm. So whether you want to address the situation while running black or you want to address the situation and highlighting the fact that you have black friends that have done things in the community that are successfully doing things and supporting. So you got to know where your 
leveraging of this conversation as another person in another culture needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were whites that walked and protest with blacks during civil rights. They realized there were Jewish families that supported financially the needs of these of these um, these uh, protests and these sit-ins, right? Because they were expensive. Mm-hmm. We need that now, right? Right, and we and and more so, we need it socially, overtly, outward, mm-hmm. right? Because now everything is about what you see in the outward. Right, it doesn't get the play. It doesn't get response. It should not have taken three months to hear about a young girl who had who had, who police had income had a a non knock search warrant to come into that home and to shoot this young lady eight times, mm-hmm. killing her, murdering her. Black or not, she's human. Right. And that right should not have been given to anyone. And everyone who was part of that task force that did not take into consideration that you could potentially be putting someone's life in danger, including yourself, by going to the wrong address. And all that we see, and, and again, we don't get all the story, right? We don't have all the story. We just know that it wasn't the person that they were looking for, and it was the last name. We didn't get Aubrey's all the story. We got the fact that he was jogging. We got the fact that he walked into a construction um, a, a home that was under construction and, and looked around, didn't take anything. We got all of that. But what we did not get was what happened leading up to these things. Mm-hmm. Those are the parts that we, and, and I love Ben Dixon. If you are not listening, there's a gentleman out here in the airwaves, um, along with many, right? I'm, I'm not dis- discrediting, but I think a lot of times we give a lot of prom- uh, uh, prominence to the Sean King, you know, and who's doing great work and who's doing work. There's a Ben Dixon, there's an Angelo P, there's a uh, uh, Tamika Mallory. There are other activists out here, right? There's a, you know, um, uh, Umi, you know, Uh who, you know, uh, you know, there, there are activists out here within your space to help the black family understand what your place and your platform need to be during this time. If you don't know as a black mom, as a black dad, or as an uncle, as a cousin, how you can be an active participant, you making the change, you need to connect with these organizations and these people who are in your environment. In fact, just go to your your nieces and nephews and sit them down and say, listen, I'm not telling you that you have to work 10 times harder because you're less of an important person, right? Because that can come off to mean that, oh, I have to work harder because they're better than me. Mm-hmm. No, no. I need to change that conversation. I need to stop having that conversation if you can't change it, right? But I need to tell you the reason why you need to work 10 times harder is because you're going to always be above the game. Mm-hmm. You're going to always be top and in order to remain at the top you work that hard that's why you work that hard not because you're trying to play catch up and that's what gets caught up in a lot of people's conversation blacks are already trying to play catch up we're not we're above we're right. we are the head and not the tail in right. all conversations everything remember that that's the black family living as a target i think that might need to be a book Okay. 
This has been the V-Spot, your vulnerable space to grow. I'm Vessel. And I'm Camille Veronica. And we're so super excited that you decided to join us. Congratulations to all of the graduates. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! 2020 is the year that you will make a blasting impression on all of the world. Thank you for listening to the V-Spot. Have a great week. You've been listening to The V-Spot, your vulnerable space to grow with Vessel and Camille Veronica. We appreciate you listening and hope you'll follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You'll find us at The V-Spot Radio. If you want to send us an email, email us at vspotradio at gmail.com. We love to hear from you and we love your feedback. Please let us know of topics that you're interested in hearing from us. Thank you. Thank you.